0: Actually, let's just go ahead and turn to our Bibles, in our Bibles, to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28. We're going to start in verse uh, 16 here. And if you study the Word in the Old Testament, you know that there are, I believe it's over a thousand prophecies uh, that were proclaimed about the Messiah that would come. And interestingly enough, of course, every single one of those prophecies were fulfilled in Jesus' lifetime. And I forget what the statistics are on that, but it's something like in one man's life, for all of those prophecies to actually be fulfilled in a 33-year time frame that he walked this earth is like, one in millions or something, you know, and, and Jesus fulfilled every single prophecy that was declared in the Old Testament. And this particular uh, verse in Isaiah 28 is one of those prophecies where Isaiah is talking about um, kind of figuratively, if you will, how, what the Messiah is going to do, what he's going to, uh, who, who he's going to be to the church and to his people. And so it says behold i lay in zion a stone for a foundation a tried stone a precious cornerstone a sure foundation so this idea of a foundation of a cornerstone is really what i want to just expand on today um in this time, when they built buildings and they did construction, the idea of a cornerstone was a very familiar concept. And the way construction is done nowadays, it's different, so it's not as much um, you know, applicable. It's not a term that we use quite as frequently uh, unless you're in, you know, building out of stone and you are erecting a foundation from stone, as they did in these times. But what a cornerstone was designed to do was basically be the first building block to the building that was going to be erected. It was the starting point, but it was also the, the, the place of strength where everything would sort of come off of. Um, it, was, it was a gigantic stone compared to all of the other stones that were typically used, and all of the other materials that would go into the building process Everything relied on the cornerstone being set in place and established first. And if you know anything about the way stonework is done, which actually that's one of the things that I, I did quite a bit of in construction with masonry was stonework. And, you know, when you're, when you're putting the stones in the wall and you're positioning things, you're, you're sort of looking at what you have to pick from. And if you don't like the piece that you see or it doesn't fit where you're, where you're trying to put it, you sort of push it aside and you look for the right piece. And then you, you take that piece and then you position it where it needs to go. And so the cornerstone was like the first, the most important, where everything began. And the, the men that would bring the rocks from the quarry you know, they would drag all these pieces of stone up and they would sort of lay it out. And the builders, they would examine the pieces and everything and choose what they wanted to use. But the cornerstone was always the very first, most important place that everything began from and started from. And it established the foundation from which everything else would go off of. And so the builders, they understood this, which is why so much time and effort and precision went in to that first piece that was selected. They knew that the entire Integrity, the strength the composition of everything that would come after that was depending upon how well uh, this cornerstone piece that they selected served its purpose so isaiah prophesies that the messiah is going to be like a cornerstone for his people he's going to be like the beginning building block for the church that god would choose to establish here on earth to lead men into salvation And we know from the sayings in the new testament that jesus was referred to as that cornerstone in fact go with me to ephesians chapter 2 and we'll start out here in uh, verse 19 and paul says now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners But fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets jesus christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place in god in the spirit so there's a lot going on here, and I'm going I'm to touch on different parts of this scripture actually as we go through the message today, but the part I want to really hit right now is that you can see that, G- that Jesus fulfilled this prophecy from Isaiah as he became the chief cornerstone. Once Jesus came and did his work on the cross, once the Son of God in human form suffered and died for our sins and rose from the dead, that work was completed, it was finished, and that became the cornerstone for all of God's kingdom, for all of what God purposed to do in our life in this world for us to be able to live in eternity with Him uh, when we leave this earth. That cornerstone was laid as soon as Jesus fulfilled His work in this in on this earth. Now I want to show you a picture of an actual cornerstone. Now again, this is just a picture, this is a building, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to walk you through something to really help this open up to you today. You see this picture right here. That stone there at the bottom, that great big one, that's the cornerstone. Now look at all of these little pieces that go along this building, these two walls that run in opposite directions here of where that cornerstone begins from all of those pieces are serving a purpose, right? I mean, you can see that each one of those pieces are connected, bonded together to other pieces. They're resting on top of each other. They're supporting things above one another. All of these pieces are playing a, an important role. They're, they're part of the overall building and the structure. But the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone is the most important aspect of what you see. Without that stone in place, everything else is just a very loose, frail, volatile structure that can crumble, that can fall, that can break, in any kind of adversity that may come along, a slight tremor, a high wind, you name it it's not going to be able to withstand things that are going to beat against it. But with that cornerstone there and everything established off of it and on top of it, it maintains that strength and that composition and that cohesiveness to allow that building to be all that it's meant to be. In fact, everything that goes up from that point on continues to rely upon the strength and integrity of that foundation that's in place. So when the walls go up, whenever the interior parts go up you know we look around in this building and we don't necessarily think a lot about this but look at you know this this stage and these pillars and even let's say this tv screen that's on a stand everything that's happening in this room aware or not relies on the integrity and the strength of the foundation that's beneath us and if that foundation that's beneath us is somehow flawed or broken or compromised It's just a matter of time before everything we see and all these beautiful things that are serving their purposes right now here before us are going to also crumble and fall and be crushed along with that foundation that would collapse if it would look beneath of us. So the cornerstone is huge, and Jesus was that cornerstone to the church, to the beginning of everything that would God would bring unto His people the promises and the plans and everything that God has for our lives that He wants to lead us into after we accept Him, after we receive Him as our Savior. Everything that He wants to take us into and do through us, this is huge, this is key, all of that relies upon the fact that we are, that those things are built and resting upon the cornerstone of Christ in our life. They're His purposes for us. They're done in His strength, and they're accomplished because He is there holding it up, allowing it to take form, and allowing it to become all that it's supposed to be. Now, go ahead and turn with me uh, to Psalm 118 verse 22. The psalmist prophesies here, and he talks about that the cornerstone was going to be rejected by men, that the builders would reject the cornerstone. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's an important point. If we're talking about the cornerstone and the foundation and all this, we have to touch on this, that when the, as I mentioned before, when the, when the stone workers would examine the pieces, they would push pieces aside if it didn't look like what they felt it needed to look like to fit. And so the Pharisees and the leaders of Israel at that time, when Jesus came along, they examined him, they kind of sized him up, they sort of listened to what he had to say. But what they ended up ultimately doing was rejecting him as being that cornerstone, as being that Messiah that all of the prophecies before then had talked about and spoken to and that everything from there on out would be fulfilled in. They had the opportunity to receive and accept it and put it in place and begin to build off of it. But we know that the Pharisees and the leaders of Israel, that they rejected him. And that they did not receive him as that as that cornerstone for the church, and uh, if you if you look in Matthew chapter twenty one, there's the parable of the landowner, and basically at the end of this parable, where the uh, the workers, you know they they kill the son, the man that owns the land, he sends. Uh, he owns the vineyard, and he sends his servants to go talk to these men that are working the vineyard and because they're taking it over, basically, and, and they kill his servants. And so then he sends his son to go and talk to them because he thinks, well, my son is surely going to, they're going to listen to him, they're going to respect him, you know, and, uh, and he'll get things in order. Well, then they end up killing his son, and so the point of the parable that Jesus says after that. As he says, do you not understand that you know, the master sent the son but he was rejected. And then he quotes this Old Testament scripture where it talks about how the builders were gonna reject the chief cornerstone. And so all of these things that were, that were prophesied were f- being fulfilled, were happening. And the important point that I'm trying to make and take out of this is that we get this firm grasp on the fact that Jesus Christ became, he was, he was prophesied and then he fulfilled everything that was talked about in developing the foundation of our Christian lives the foundation of the church, but also the lives that we as the church live out. That He is always going to be the foundation that we build everything upon that we're instructed or led to do by Him. And He's the only thing that can support that. This is actually good for us. This is this is the only way that a life lived for God and doing amazing things can actually be sustained. And and Jesus talked a little bit about this in the parable of the wise builder, which is in Matthew 7. And we know that he talks about two builders, and he talks about one that's building his house on the rock versus one that's building his house on the sand. And so I'm going to read starting here in verse 24, the parable of the two builders. He says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended. The floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. So, if we're not establishing everything that we are doing in our lives, and let's just let's just talk about what those things can be: relationships, careers, um, you know, your things with uh, your your friendships, your marriage, your parenting, uh, your ministry, or just things that you're feeling led to do with your time. You could go on and on and on. Okay, if all of those things are not being started from, began from a position or a place of being established on a rock, on Christ as the foundation, then they're not being started in right off the bat in the right way. They have the ability to basically uh, fall and crush and cave in. As soon as the the adversity and the storms and the difficulties that life are going to bring and come along, as soon as they begin to bear against that stuff, if they're not established on a solid rock foundation, then they're just going to wither away. They're going to fall. They're going to cave. And everything about our life, our whole structure is going to begin to kind of fall in. And when Jesus is talking about the house here, building your house, the house is a, a, a representation of our life. The life lived on this earth is, is like a house, right? Our lives are, a, are a, a house, and we're building that house as we move through the days on this earth until we go to be with heaven, or to go to be with Jesus in heaven. And so what he's saying is, is we have to establish... All of the aspects of our life as we build up the different things that we're walking in on a solid rock foundation, otherwise those things are volatile, they're frail, and they're going to fall in cave at any type of pressure or adversity or storms that are going to come along. And Jesus is the only thing that can support that. Anything else is like sand. Uh, if, let's say you decide, you know, sometimes people get so engulfed in, in, in an area of their life that that becomes their foundation. That becomes the thing that they build everything else around. And it's not always something that's done in a with a evil intent or maliciously, but it's still unhelpful for us nonetheless if we allow ourselves to do that think about people that uh, covet a relationship so much or maybe their jobs or their career so much that that becomes the centerpiece that becomes the cornerstone that the rest of their life sort of gets built upon. Everything else begins to bend and sway and tilt in order to fit and and match what that particular thing that they've established as a foundation for them in their life is. And you know, you can see evidence of this when things begin to happen to that improper foundation because let's say that career that becomes the most important thing, everything else is bending to, to fit that career. The relationships the marriage the parenting the the time in, in church or whatever it all revolves around how this career is going so when the career is great everything's good all of these other things are good right everything else seems fruitful it seems wonderful there's happiness there's joy the problem is is that this career is is just a it's just sand It can't support weight. It can't hold up over long periods of time and pressure. And so whenever things start to happen, let's say that that career is lost for somebody or the career goes in a different direction or, you know, what it once was is is now that season is passing. And so things are all starting to change where that's what happens with anything that's sand it just it changes the rock Jesus the word is the only thing that endures and lasts forever so as that sand begins to to sort of crumble that career let's say falls and, and falls apart and caves in then all of the other walls of people's lives begin to buckle and twist and cave in along with it and and what was great before all of a sudden is ripple effects of of crushing and breaking everywhere all of a sudden the marriage begins to suffer or the relationships in their lives begin to suffer or everything else sort of falls and crumbles along with what this foundation that was insecure that got established was and we could put anything in there as an example by the way you could you know there's people that they're in a relationship and they're desiring to to maybe be with this person And that person and that relationship become the whole foundation for their life. And everything else bends to fit that. And so as long as that's moving forward and and going well and everything is, is great, then all of these other walls and all of these other parts of the structure of their house, of their life, seem great, seem wonderful, seem like everything is held up and just doing fantastic. But as soon as that relationship takes a twist or it takes some pressure, it begins to cave because it's never meant to support that kind of weight to begin with. Only Christ is the rock, right? As soon as that happens, all of the other parts of their house begin to, to crumble or crack and break along with it. And so the point is, all of these things that are examples of anything but Christ being what we establish our lives upon and all of the elements of our life upon, anything else, All when we, when we do that, knowingly or unknowingly, we... It's not fair because none of those things can support what we're trying to make it support let's just say you're even in a marriage and and this may sound odd to some of you but I I've seen this so I know this is true that some people they even put their spouse in this place or maybe their kids in this place and those are beautiful wonderful things that God purposed for us to have in our life right if we have them and so he he wants them to be there but he is not wanting us to put them as the foundation. He's supposed to be there. they are parts of our house that go up on top of that foundation. And so if I make my wife, like as long as she's loving me, as long as she's being the great wife that she usually is, as long as she's doing all those things, then everything's great for me. But if I put that kind of pressure on her to be my foundation, it's not fair to her because she can't support that. She was never meant to. She's never intended to, and she doesn't have the capacity to do that. And so it's just a matter of time before she begins to feel the unnecessary pressure and weight that I've placed on her by making her that foundation and then as she begins to buckle and fall she's also going to obviously be affected by that but then my world is going to twist and bend and be shaken and and what i felt like i was standing on that was so secure and so solid is now going to reveal itself for what it is it's incapable of supporting and sustaining the strength and the support that i need in my life to do what i'm called to do does that make sense and and look maybe i'll even give you another example addictions and things that people battle that are that are uh things that get a hold of their flesh these things can actually slide in to a position of being like a foundation in people's lives to where again everything that they do the decisions they make are are looked at through the lens of this addiction let's say um well let's see if i work that job let's see is there a drug test okay i don't really know i don't want that job Right or And then you think about uh, the relationships or, well, you know, I do want to do that, but I'm going to need some time to go and and go grab the stuff that I need or whatever. I think you get my point. It's like everything is sort of shaped around whatever we put in the foundation. Whatever we establish as our footing is, is what everything else is kind of driven from and supported by, just like we've seen in that picture with that cornerstone. And Jesus is the only thing Christ, God, is the only thing that carries that type of supernatural strength that can support all of the weight and all of the walls and everything of your life that he intends to do through you. He never intended for anything else to be that. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, start go there real quick. says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I actually quoted that scripture last week. But the second part of this, he says, trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. And that term, everlasting strength, in Hebrew actually means rock of ages. Rock of ages. So this rock that the Bible's telling us we need to build on, that we need to establish on. This unbreakable, unmovable foundation right here. Rock of ages. It, will, it has always lasted. It's the only thing that's never changed and never will change. Everything else will wither, will decay, will sustain pressure and be affected by that pressure everything else that's not God is is succumbed to that but right here where it says everlasting strength or a rock of ages if we trust in God if we put him first in all the things that we do if, if as we begin to go down a path or go down a trail god you want me to get married okay what do you have to say about this relationship okay you know we're gonna have kids God what do you say about how we're supposed to raise our kids okay I'm gonna I'm gonna change careers okay okay, God, what do you have to say about what I'm supposed to be doing? It's just, it's basically the posture or the, the desire to put Christ as the foundation in every wall that goes up in our life, in every element of this building that's being erected through our earthly walk. In Proverbs chapter three verses five and six, it says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean on your own un- and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths." So, acknowledgment means to recognize, to consult, to bring into the the equation for direction. Right, So in everything that we do, as we embark upon a path of, of our relationships, of our, all these different elements of our life, these beautiful parts of this building that God is putting in our lives, as we move along in that, God has to be the one in which we acknowledge and in which we seek and in which we put as the foundation of our, thank you very much. And as we put as the foundation of, of that part of our life, otherwise, it's just a matter of time before things begin to crumble under the pressure. Let's see, let me get my place back here. now if we don't i've already said this but and if we if we don't do that it's just a matter of time before that thing that we're resting upon begins to succumb to the pressure and to the weight and begins to to buckle and break and and cave in and then verse 5 continuing in there in isaiah 26 it says for he brings down those who dwell on high the lofty city he lays it low he lays it low to the ground he brings it down to the dust and so God never intended for anything else to be able to support you. He, he, no part of his plan for your life involves anything except for him being the rock on which you establish the things in your life that he has purposed for you to do. And if we do put things in a place where they become our foundation or they become our footing on which we build off of, then it's just a matter of time As we see here from verse five before god allows those things to be brought down to the dust for those things to be brought down to a new place of of to be able to establish something fresh again because they cannot continue to go up and continue to be built in our lives so why is all going through all of this to really build this picture of of the cornerstone and the foundation in our lives you know, God showed me something here recently in this second part of that scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 that really blew wide open for me. And he says here in that second, in verse uh, 22, In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. You know, the Bible talks about in 1 Peter chapter 2 how we are living stones, how all of the people of God are living stones. Our lives are their own building. They're their own temple, right? And when Paul is talking about Christ as the cornerstone of the church here, then he says in verse 22, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place in the Lord. We also, every part of our, the, the church is, is made up of all of us as living stones. All of us uh, individually in our lives being built upon and resting upon the integrity of Christ as the rock of the foundation. And as each stone, each person that's a part of the church, that's a member of God's body, is functioning as it's intended to, then the overall structure of the church begins to manifest itself in the earth and maintain its integrity and its structure and do the things for which it was purposed to do in this earth. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Coming to him... As to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it also is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. And so this part about you also as living stones being built up as a spiritual house, we have to, as children of God, as people with amazing plans and purposes for our lives that God has for us, we have to ensure that, that Christ is the foundation, is the rock on which everything that we do is established on. And as we move forward and build our house in this life, this earthly walk, and we establish all of the different elements of this structure of our spiritual house, as we do that, then we become, we are functioning as just a, one of the stones in the body, the overall church that God is using to affect change in this world. And go back to that picture for a second of that cornerstone. So imagine this. Imagine that we know that Christ is that foundation in in our lives. And each of these little stones are all of the different beautiful things that God is bringing into pass that he's purposing for us to have as blessings and things that we get to enjoy. Right? A couple of those stones. Let's see. There's... Every kid is a stone. Your marriage is a stone. Your career is a stone. Your volunteer work that you're doing is a stone. You know, your, your friendships are stones. All of these things are stones, elements of your life. But the rock of Jesus Christ being the foundation on which everything else is established and is held up is what makes those things work, is what makes those things sustain. There's the a strength that sustains them and holds them up through a lifetime in this broken world. And each of us, individually, our lives, as we see it that way, complete as a spiritual house, represents one of those stones as well in the overall body of Christ, in the church, in Jesus being the cornerstone, the foundation that holds all of that up as well. And as each of our lives are built in a way that is on established on God, and all of those purposes by which he... Proclaimed that we would have in our lives all of the plans and promises and everything he has for each of us uniquely and individually Are established on the rock and come to pass and the house is sort of built and coming together Then that serves its purpose as a living stone as one stone in the overall body of Christ in the church today in this world And that's what we need in the earth. We need the church to be what the church is supposed to be for the world so that it can affect change and it can bring the kingdom of heaven into earth. In order for the church to do that, each stone is playing a role, but the the cornerstone of Christ is what it's built upon and established on. I don't know if that made sense to you or not, but I think that's so powerful because it's like my whole life, my entire life of all the days on this earth that I'm walking out. I'm just, I want to live it for God, man. I want it, His plan for that thing to be what happens, not my own. I'm not interested in coming up with some great idea of how some element of my life should look. I just want it to be birthed upon and started upon and established upon this rock of Christ and what he wants for my life. If he willed it, if he purposed it, I want it to come to pass, and I want it to come to pass the way he wants it to, and all of that happens if I make him the foundation and the footing. And as I build my whole life, as I walk through this earth, I raise my kids, I love my wife, I minister, I I love people, I serve people, I, I do whatever I'm called to do in my vocation as unto the Lord with all my heart. As I do all of these things, because Christ is the strength and the support, all of these walls are going, up in my life and all this house is being established and it's this beautiful thing but if that cornerstone is ever pulled out if that foundation is ever moved the whole thing's going to just come crashing down and I know that and so I never get away from the fact that that's the strength that's holding me up but as I do this throughout my lifetime and I, and my life becomes this this house before I go to heaven that's been completed and built that God built through me in this earth then that house is really just a stone in the body of christ it's it's kind of like there's great humility but there's also great purpose in this all at the same time there's great purpose in the fact that god has this entire structure of my life that he wants to help me build that's going to be this beautiful thing when it's complete but there's great humility in the fact that really it's just a stone it's just a stone in the overall body of christ but at the same time that one stone is playing a huge role and a key element in the overall body of christ working and moving and doing what it's supposed to be doing in this earth each of us that are here today along with every person that got that are walking out god's plan for their life they're part of the church the body of christ living their life on the foundation of christ being all that they're called to be him supporting and strengthening all of us doing that together, we're all stones fitted and joined together, serving a purpose in this body of Christ so that the church can affect the world and bring God's purposes from the kingdom of heaven into this earth. And those things can overwhelm the natural and God's, God's kingdom can continue to be advanced through the church, with, which is what his original plan for how to bring people to him was, to use the church to bring people through the message of the gospel. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says right here, Take heed, but let each one of you take heed how he builds on the foundation on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid in Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say in verse 16 do you not know that you are the temple of the living god and the spirit that dwells in you so as each of us are building our own house as we're building our own lives there is no other foundation that anyone can lay than that which is laid in christ jesus he is the resting strength that cornerstone that sits there that foundation, it's constantly supporting weight. It's a resting strength that never changes. It's always holding everything up. And it's it's almost so, like, effortless, it almost seems, that we don't even hardly notice it at times. Can I tell you this? For Christ, for Jesus, it's effortless to hold you up, effortless for you and for I or anything else that we would try to make that foundation and that support, it's impossible. For Jesus, it's effortless. For anything else, it's impossible. That's amazing. And we look around and just as I was saying, you think, wow, you know, everything that's happening, if we were to choose to add a second floor onto this building, or, you know, we were to maybe establish some new rooms in here or expand the stage or do anything like that. All of these things that we continue to move forward in and do are kind of like little offshoots or follow-ups to things that, are already, that have already started and been established, but all of that continues to rely on that solid foundation that's underneath of us supporting it. So in our lives, as we continue to move forward in, in our days and go from, you know this season of our life into the next season in that season they're all beautiful outflows of the last one and they just continue to move on into new things and great things that god has for us and seasons pass and new seasons start but all of that that continues to to move forward always is established on that footing and that foundation of christ and him being the support for everything that we need you know the bible says in Matthew 11, it says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I promise you, if you try to, to, to sustain your support or you try to put anything else in a position to hold you up, it's just a matter of time before it's gonna bear down on you, it's gonna weigh down on you, and it's gonna begin to cause you to uh, come to the, the the great reality of this frailty and, and this weakness that we all suffer from. But if we go to Christ and we look, he's that rest. How can he say that? Come to me and I will give you rest. Because he is just resting strength. It's effortless. He is strength. He's just always that for us. And if he's there underneath of us supporting us and holding us up, then he will be able to support and sustain anything and everything that we intend to do or that he has purposed to do through us and in our lives. Hmm. The Bible says in First Peter chapter 1, right before that scripture, I think this is pretty interesting actually, that he says this right before that scripture in 1 Peter 2 where he talks about living stones. He says that, he's talking about the word of God enduring forever. He says, All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Everything that you see, everything it's a part of this life, it's like grass, it's withering, it's fading, it's going away. But Christ is the thing that never changes. God is the thing that is always strength all the time, always capable of holding up everything in your life that, that, you need, that He wants you to do. And everything else is just something that's temporary while God is the thing that's eternal. And we have to why would we want to build off of anything else but that? Right? Why would we want to establish off of anything else except that which is all rock, all strength, all the time, endures forever, never fades, and can hold up everything and, and do it without effort and keep us in every in, in a place of strength and support in everything that we do. We will never if we allow Christ to be that, that rock, any time that that support, that strength is transferring up through the things in our life, supporting those things in our life that we're doing, it's just transferring right up through that strength, there will, it will, that thing will never buckle, It will never fall. It will never crush. It will never cave. It will always continue to be that beautiful thing for which God intended it to be. Your relationships will flourish. Your careers will be profitable. The work you set your hand to do will benefit. Your your kids will be raised up strong in the Lord. All of the things, if we continue to stand on the rock and let that strength support everything that we build and develop in our lives as God purposes, will always be supported and sustained and be that, that put, come together as that structure of our house, this earthly life that God has prepared for each and one, every one of us uh, as he sees fit, which is an amazing gift that we all get to enjoy. <clears throat> Psalm 127 says that unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord watches the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And look, maybe I've went to some extremes to unpack this, Um, but I'm just gonna say it. uh, it It is futile and pointless. It is a great tragic waste of time and energy and heartache to try and establish anything in your life that is not being established on Christ and on what God wants for you. It is a great tragedy to attempt or to pursue, put effort into trying to do that because it may look fine in the beginning, but it's just a matter of time before the actual storms and the actual challenges come along and, and present themselves to that thing which you are really making the foundation, and it begins to reveal itself for what it is. And then you begin to, to experience the breaking and the cracking and the falling of everything around you because all of that is connected and related and dependent upon something supporting it that cannot, and when it breaks and falls, everything else begins to buckle and twist and break along with it. I was thinking about this story this you know my kids they like to they like for me to be you know like. Run around like a horse or whatever, get on my hands and knees, you know, and then they get on and they ride the horsey, you know, or whatever. And they really love to do it. Um, and so, first, it usually starts with one of them jumps on, you know. And so I'm, I'm holding one of them up on my back, okay, walk, you know, dad, go, go, horsey, go. And I mean, they get into it, you know, they jerk my shirt, like, yay, we, you know, like pulling on the reins or whatever and choking me. And, and then here comes another one jumps on, and here comes another one jumps on. And I, I can get all four of them on, actually, uh, if they've stacked, like, on top of each other and then walk around, you know, and they, so I'm, I'm kind of playing that horse or whatever. But I was just thinking about this this morning because it's like, it's really only a matter of time before I can't do that anymore, you know. <laughs> they get heavier and heavier and then the kids are all, you know, four and then the fifth one grows up and now she can walk and she jumps on. And, and so, I, you know, I can support it for so long. I can hold them up for so long. There's so much weight that I can handle. And then it gets to a point where I just can't, I'm not going to be able to do it anymore, you know? And look, if you're not establishing everything in your life off of what God wants for you, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before it cannot support the weight and the demands that this broken world will place on it. It will. As sure as the sun sets and rises, you can bet that in this broken world, this life, heartache, challenges, disappointment, pressure, it's all coming, it's all coming. The enemy is not going to let you out of his sights. And if there's anything holding you up, that you're building yourself off of and parts of your life off of, that do not have the capacity for everlasting strength, for sustainable strength, true rock, then it will be like sand when the pressure comes. And it will begin to soften, it will begin to fall, it will begin to cave. And then you're gonna look around And you're going to see this huge mess of all these broken walls and everything. And thinking, how did all that come apart? The foundation gave out. The thing you were relying upon the support the entire structure gave out. It doesn't all just stay there in place whenever the foundation goes out from under it. It all comes with it. It all twists and breaks and buckles and moves and shifts. But you know what, the great thing is, no matter where anyone is at presently, this is the beautiful thing. No matter how messed up that building may be, there's this supernatural element of God's working power that if you choose to make a fresh start, He could come in And he can begin to do a work on that entire structure. And he can begin to move right into place and in position, if you'll allow him to be, to be that foundation and to be that support for everything. Now it's going to change the view a little bit. I'm just telling you. Because you're going to look around and you're going to think, okay, this doesn't quite line up anymore. And that's not quite straight in my life anymore. I see that now. I didn't see it before. And you may have to trust God to help you redirect some things and adjust some things. But just as sure as he'll come in and support you and be the rock of your life, he'll help you do that too. He'll help you do that.